Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, and Andy Brant-Bernard. And my impression of Catherine being on time <laughs> never happens. We'll be back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month at Walzer Nissan and Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan, get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow, 0 for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Vikes beat the Packers either. Yeah, too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. Isn't that how it goes? We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Catherine should be here. Well, but God, probably noon at the latest. I was going to say, by segment two, she'll... Segment two, <laughs> maybe. All right, what did you want to talk about, Alex? You said we want to talk about no, it on you were the talking air. about the toy store. Okay, I don't, but I don't want to throw the toy store under the bus, but... It's not under... They're selling what they're selling. If you don't like it, you okay, don't have went to, to like a, it. Okay, we went to the, one of the ten largest <clears throat> toy stores in the world. Okay. In Kellogg, Minnesota. It's called Lark. Yep. It's mm-hmm. a great place. They got miniature golf, which is fun, all the rest of it. I love the place. They had a carousel. It was the most beautiful carousel of all time. And it was all hand carved by the guy that started the store. It Jeez. was amazingly beautiful. Yeah. It was and we're buying gifts out. So everything's going smoothly. Then I walk into the book section. The book section at a toy store. Mm-hmm. The first book I see is this book. What is it? What does it say, Anti- Tevin? Anti-racist baby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As opposed the, to all the racist babies we got going around. Yeah, that's the new thing. Anti-racist baby. Yep. You know? Uh, Did you read it, though? Okay. Like, maybe it's I'm good. I'm not going to yeah, read sure anti-racist baby. I'll read anti-racist baby. Okay, first of See all. See what it says. As I've pointed I out on the KQ Morning Show many times, People in this country, for some reason, the dumb bastards who are college professors, do not know the difference between tribalism and racism. 
It's true. There's a huge well, they know difference. The difference. They're just using racism as a weapon. Yeah, they are to make money mm-hmm. for themselves, to lock themselves further into tenure or whatever they do. Look, there were so many books about racism in that toy store. There are at least twenty, at least twenty books about dealing with racism. So yeah, I have a few books about racism. Well, that's all wonderful. Do you have me in your toy chest? I there are. I did buy a couple children's books on racism. On racism, yes. Why? After George Floyd was murdered, because I was like, well, uh, maybe Fawn is going to have questions if people are like, oh, we have to leave our house because people are rioting. I don't know. And I was Mm -hmm. like, because she's so aware. Right. And curious. And so I bought one called Something Happened in Our Town, and it's about a police officer shooting and killing a black man. Oh, Mm -hmm. good God. That never happens. (laughs) I feel like that's a that's more understandable than an anti-racist baby because you're trying to like explain to a kid that like yes. knows what's going on yeah, but doesn't know what's going on. Baby is weird because yeah. it's like you're a baby, you have no idea. Like if I talked about it about Sage, if I read this book to Sage, he'd just be like, "Who's that? What's his right. name? You know, white blue pants? You know?" Like. And especially because there was a this was years ago at the science museum, there was a like African American like ex. Bose, whatever you want to call it, thing put on where you could like go in and learn about like the history of oh, yeah, black yeah, people, yeah. like in the science museum. And they had this video of they were talking to like elementary age kids, and they like did this like experiment where they like segregated some of them off and like separated them by color and stuff yeah. like that. And they were like, "Why would you do this? Like we're yeah. all the same. Like we don't see." So it's like kids are inherently not I know. racist to be right. so You don't a, need an anti-racist yeah, baby not. book because I feel like if you are talking about racism to young children, then it just makes them aware of the differences. Yeah. You know exactly. Rather than like. I could understand like a ten-year-old, depending mm. on the situation. Uh, go thirteen, go teenager. Well, depending on the situation, I don't right. know. Yeah, it's like once they get to the age where they start making fun of each other, and then they start to realize, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I can make fun of you because you're different than me. Yes. Right. Then, okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. You know, I wrote a ch- children's book years ago, about two, three years ago, okay. and the family wouldn't let me publish it. It would have been a huge, it was called, and then Tevin moved to town. <laughs> and it was a great book. It was it's, fantastic. The first, like, the first three pages, everything's wonderful. There's parks, <laughs> exactly. birds are chirping. And I roll in and the he, sun goes down. Sun, it's just gray. There's never no color come, in the world. Never comes up again. It's absolutely true. Well, and then, I, I love that name of that. That's a good title. Then Tevin <laughs> came, came to town. town. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, and then like the, my theme song is the Johnny Cash when the man came to town yes exactly same story we'll get it absolutely going well you got all mad too about there was a book called i hate everything and it was like a little boy like ripping up paper and he was like why do they have to have this and i'm like fawn just said i hate everything yesterday i'm like this is she didn't write a book about it but the thing about like i would buy that book and i would read it because i'd be like you just said that this is how you feel because it's about processing that emotion Mm -hmm. it's not about like teaching your kids to hate everything and also i hate everything my first thought is that's like the biography of tom's life (laughs) (laughs) that's why he got so mad he was like, they stole I'll my life. remind you the title, Then Tevin Came to Town, was the title of the book. There's a perfect example of what well, I'm talking and, about right there. And in the like anti-racist baby area, there were books like Love the Skin You're In, or Love the Fur You're In. It was mm-hmm. a Sesame Street book, and it was Grover hugging himself, and it was just talking about like self-love. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's 
great. And well, talk, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but right. that it wasn't all like just anti-racism books. There was that one. First yeah. of all, understand something. There are two things about the black-white experience that were caused by white people, and I don't know why they did it. They made up African-American because they were uncomfortable calling you black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? What's wrong? You're black. I'm. You're not really black, and I'm not no. really white. No. Well, for a while, you're like it was beige, like you can't, and I'm kind of yeah. like pinky. People don't say African American anymore, <laughs> no. though. Oh, for a while, it was you can't say black. Yep. Now you can only say black. Why now can't you, can you say black? black? Is cool again. Well, because like I had one of my good friends in college oh, was Jamaican, and she was black. Yeah, but that's and fake. And people black. would constantly be like, "Oh, you're African American." She's like, "I am neither." I'm well, she's a Jamaican. Black Jamaican. I remember. I remember her actually. Yeah. And she'd always be like, it makes me so mad because she went to McAllister. Black. And so everyone was trying to be so PC all the time. She was like, I'm a black Jamaican girl. She's not <laughs> the one that had the, the, uh, the sideshow Bob hair, was it? No, that was, that was a white else. girl, I think. Shahar. No, she was. She was? At least half, yeah. Oh, yeah she I don't remember race. what. She had, you remember sideshow Bob? No. From the, the Simpsons? Simpsons? Uh, honestly, I've watched like one there. Simpsons episode. Jesus, ever. what do you watch? Soul not, Train? Not that. Yes. <laughs> is that it? The only thing you watch? I watch TRL and VHS tapes of Soul Train. Soul Request. All he watches. ESPN. Did VHS even exist when Soul Train was on? Probably not. Probably not. It kind of speaking about like the anti-racist type stuff. There's. Have you seen the Netflix show Dear White People? I haven't seen it, but I've heard. So it starts out great. Like yeah, I remember people being like, "It's awesome." And then by like season two, season three, it's all like it feels like it's made by like black people making fun of the way white people think black people act. Like it's it's such a weird like. It's like we're gonna show you like how woke we are. Yeah, yeah. it's like I just said oh. so much. It's like, I oh just my gosh, it. this is what you guys yeah. think it's like to be black in America. Okay, goodbye. So yeah, well, African American, I hate. I've never <laughs> African American. Not all black people are African. First of well, all, because all not white people European are African American. Yeah, really. All right. people on Earth are African. That's where we all came from. The, well, the cradle of a, man. It I mean. was just a yeah. Well, we're all from Africa. But. African not, Tommy, we're, call me we're African much Tommy. More more. Removed. Yeah, really. Oh, she almost said we're much more civilized. <laughs> we're all no, I didn't. Like, okay. We've yeah. improved our situation so much, so much better than you than the did. Negroes did. <laughs> all the yeah, Negroes. Yeah, that sounds got just together. like me, guys. Wow. Oh God, I love that. You just really. Yeah. I love that so much. Exactly. What it's like to deal with Alex. What was the other one? There's another one. And the word racist. I hate racist, too, because 90% of what they call racist is not racist. Yeah. It's tribalism. There's a mm-hmm. huge difference there. I do not dislike anyone because of their race. Why do I care? Why? You've been around me your whole life well, since you're my kids. I have. Yeah, Makes that's sense. true. Correct. Have you ever seen me go after someone because of their skin color? No. Because of, I mean, other than Tevin, don't include yeah, Tevin. Other than Tevin uh, and well, Philip, yeah, everybody's, Phillip, everybody's a NJB. little bit racist. Like if you get cut off well, in traffic, yeah, wait, yeah. and you but go that's by not them, racist. That's well, no, tribal, cause they cut, yeah, because they cut you off in traffic. Because they cut thing, you off. Like, My tribe doesn't yeah, like that. You're still a white honky mother <laughs> effer. <when> I, drive <laughs> past I understand. You. I got no problem like, with that. This racism thing, racism, racism is a word to make money. That's why that race. Yeah, it's definitely exists. like a buzzword. I mean, there are plenty of racist people. 
I don't think there are mm-hmm. that many racist people. I, I think, they are. think yes. Yeah. Out of the <laughs> 8 billion people on Earth, how many are racist? Well, all the Chinese. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> oh, my God. There's one billion right there. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a yeah. billion and a half right there. No, there's definitely, there's definitely yes. a lot of racist people, but I then there's so. also like, yeah. Oh, I do friends. I know anybody that you know that's racist? I mean, you don't have to say their name, but do I know somebody well, that you know that's racist? Oh, yeah, Brittany. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, Brittany. Brittany, artist slash Hagen, social security number. <laughs> exactly. That's terrible. we got to take a break and cry for Brittany. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Yeah, we can just uh, do a few minutes. We can do like two, three minutes and then call Allison. That would be fine, don't you think? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you guys agree with me that the word racist is really overused. And, well, and yeah. it refers to things that aren't even racist. Well, I think, I think racism is more of a problem than people would like to think it is. But I think in the same regard that... Racism is so focused in areas that it isn't a problem. Yeah. If that, like, yeah, people are, people no, are quick to just use the word racism when they're yeah. not getting yes. their way yep. and they need to draw as much attention to it as yeah. possible. Yeah. And, like, in the Minneapolis area, I don't think racism is a huge issue in oh. general. But see, you like ask Like, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. You ask people like Spike Moss, and Spike Moss says he didn't realize that Minnesota was the Mississippi of the North. Mm-hmm. Well, there's. Spike, that's, that's, that's a little, that's a little dramatic. Yeah, just a little <laughs> dramatic little there, Spike. Like, it's like racism isn't like as widespread where it's like every person I meet, I'm like, oh, are you racist? And I got to be careful. Yeah. But it's like when it's bad, then it's really bad. Yeah. Like, so it is, but it's definitely, it's definitely like somewhere in the middle. And people yeah. like and now people like do like what I did in high school where like every time a teacher would say, hey, can you turn the light off? I'd be like, oh, is it because I'm black? I have to do it. Like it's a joke. But now people are like doing that seriously. Yeah, when they're walking around. I know. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Like, I think in, like, where we were this weekend, I think there's probably plenty of racist people. You think so? (laughs) No, no. Those people are very nice. I don't think there are. Not in a college town. No way. No, but in, like, just driving through the farmland areas. Well, some of the backwood areas. I think there are plenty of Generally speaking, when you get further away from the city. And maybe I'm being classist now, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no. I don't know. Whenever you get into heavy Trump country, it usually ends. It is yeah. not heavy Trump country. Oh, there's well, okay. some there heavy, was a oh, semi God. with a custom-made Trump 2020 <laughs> sign. Oh, so you got, you should see how big the signs are. It was. 
I drove Trump out country. to see my mom like a couple weeks ago, and she lives out in Hutchinson, Minnesota. And like on the way there, oh, yeah. there's just like huge like billboard oh, signs yeah. oh, like yeah. Trump. I ended yeah. up getting like pulled over there and had like an anxiety attack because I was like, I'm gonna be a next hashtag <laughs> oh, because you're was, the next hashtag. Oh my gosh! Like after whenever like after the guest, we have more time. Like I'll tell the story, but it was I thought legitimately like in the third. I thought I was gonna die. I, like, Once you just call me, die. I'll come and get you. Well, like the, it got to the point where the police officer was like, "Okay, take a deep breath." Oh God! Like, oh no! That's the media working for you right there. Yeah, that is oh the media God. right there. I definitely Jesus. want to hear this story. That is, we definitely want to hear this story. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. Like I said, it's just everybody. No, everybody in Winona was so nice. It's a college town. They're not going to do that kind of stuff down in a college no. town anyway. You know, you're going to have people here, there, whatever. Right. Did we see any black people, though? That okay, is true. Let me just – I'll, I'll repeat a story that I just told <laughs> this morning. Don't tell me there's no – I told this this morning. Because my thing has always been uh, it is a tribal a tribalism argument because I, as a poor white kid, got treated – just as poorly as anybody else from my right. neighborhood. I did. As a matter of fact, when I joined that, that golf course out west, a very wealthy guy with nicest guy in the world, great guy, we're walking down the second fairway, and he puts his arm around me. He goes, Tom, I'm really, really glad you joined this club because we really needed some diversity. And he was serious. <laughs> he was completely yeah. serious because I was a broke ass white guy in my mm-hmm. youth. The only so one who wasn't wearing a top hat and a monocle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have my cane with me. Very right. diverse. <laughs> Which he meant it as a compliment, but it's like diversity. I don't know. No, right. I'm, I'm the same color you are, but <laughs> yeah. but see, they see me mm-hmm. as a poor person. Right. I am not the same as they are. No yeah. matter how much money yeah. I make the rest and, of my life, I'm still a poor. person. And then too, they probably look at it like, okay, you. Dropped out of high school, correct? Yep. And oh, so, yeah. like, oh, you're oh, in the yeah. you're in the media, and they're whatever. If they're like doctors or lawyers type of thing, they already think like, oh, I'm better than everybody else. No and so doubt. Now it's more of a that than anything and then the else. other guy who has a last name that's very very familiar to all Minnesotans. You would know who this next guy is. Very famous last name. Bryant. He went. <laughs> yeah, Michael <laughs> Bryant. That's who it is. Uh, he went around to all the staff at the at the golf course. And most of the members and said, uh, we let Tom Bernard in the club, but I want you to know, you know, with his background and all that, that if he causes you any problems, you need to let me know. I mean, he thought I was going to ghetto the place right. up. What are you, John Gotti? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, what? So don't give me this uh, only black people or yellow people they're or red people. Only white people get treated like dirt if they're I, poor. Right, but there's a difference of treated, between getting yeah. treated badly at like your country club than like getting treated bad downtown Minneapolis. I yeah. do anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm going downtown because I get treated really well yeah, right. downtown right now. Everybody does. Yeah, that'd go over huge. We have our guest. Works for me. Allison Engram. How you doing, Allison? I'm doing great. How are you? Marvelous. Ladies and gentlemen, October 15th, Allison takes on the role of director as a legendary impressionist. Rich Little follows her example and takes his show on the road digitally with Rich Little virtually speaking. Uh, hell of a guy to work with, Allison, no doubt about that. But he's lucky to be I'm, working with you. Yeah, I'm floored. I mean, I've met him a couple times. We, we share a publicist. Always admired him. And what happened is, is when everything shut down in March, and I, I had a show at the Lori Beachman Theater in New York I was going to do, and I was always pleased performing, and of course I couldn't. And then they called me back. The guys who booked me in New York said, you know, a lot of our performers are going on these online platforms. There's this thing called Stage It. Do you, you want to try it? You know, live streaming, pay-per-view. 
And I did. And, and my fans in New York and then around the country said, you know, this is great. Your show was canceled. Now I can see it. It's in my living room. And then people said, you know, I couldn't get to your show in New York. I can still see it. It's in my living room. Right. And it was a big hit. And next thing I know, I get a call from my publicist saying, Rich Little wants to talk to you. And I said, what? what? <laughs> he said, well, he's been doing four nights a week at the Tropicana in Vegas, and he can't now, and he's absolutely getting squirrely. And he said, I heard that Allison Arngram did an online show, and it really worked. What do I do? Next thing I know, I'm talking to his tech team. I'm talking to Rich Little. And by God, on October 15th, we got Rich Little virtually speaking live oh, online. It's going to be amazing. It is indeed. As a matter of fact, uh on my morning show that I do in town, uh, we used to go. We went to Vegas like 22 years in a row and did a, a morning show from out there. And the last place we were was at the Tropicana. And yeah, there you go. Rich was there the whole time. Could not have been a nicer guy. Really terrific guy. So nice. But I'm hoping uh, the, the undisclosed uh, location might be kind of close to the Tropicana because that was a really nice room. Right? I don't know, though. It may, this may be in the basement of his house. This may well, that's true. That's true. It's like I, my living room now looks like a cross between, you know, an Amazon fulfillment center and a television studio. I, I'm right. like mailing stuff out to people and selling I got. I have a backdrop, and it looks like this brick wall. And I remember when I got it, I thought, this is completely hokey. This does not look like a brick wall. It's cute. I mean, but it's fabric. And, you know, on camera, it looks like a brick wall. People says, marvelous. Right. Do you have that brick wall in your house? Oh, yes, it's my basement in California. We don't have basements. But <laughs> no. But, <laughs> yes, it's totally the comedy club in my basement. I just think it's a great idea. First of all, um, well, how do, now he does impressions. Yeah. And for an impressionist, an audience reaction is very important. So you, you could take care of that, though, right, because of the, the way it's presented? Well, that's the thing, and that's one of the things I talked to him about. I said, you know, that was the hard thing for me and a lot of performers and who've done That's why he wanted to talk to me, because, like, oh, you've actually done right, this. Right. How weird is it that you're, like, yelling at a camera back of a laptop? And I said, well, remember those weird TV gigs we used to have back in the day where you'd go in, like, Don Kirshner's rock concert or whatever, and oh, they yeah. had no studio yeah. audience or it was three people, and they'd say, oh, we'll sweeten it later. So you're like, great, they're doing my actors now in here. I said, it's sort of like that old job. I said, if you survive that one, right. this is a piece of cake. And I, but he's going to have a couple people there, his tech team, I'll be there. So, I mean, we'll have, like, I don't know, five people in the room. Well, you know, when I do it, I just, my husband's running camera. Luckily, my husband, who's seen my show 5,000 times, laughs in all the right places. <laughs> well, that's good. Brilliant. That He's is like, good. Right on cue. Um, so I have him going, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then he can see the comments. My husband can see the comments as they're coming on screen. So he'll literally do, like, thumbs up like they are laughing now. You know? <laughs> oh, good to know. Um, Wonderful. So we can do that. His tech team will be able to see the comments coming in. Okay, this piece is going over huge. And we'll have basically his, yes, his studio audience of a crew of a handful of people. And we will try to make as much noise as possible. Yes, yes, hold for laugh here. But it is weird. It is like the old TV gigs. And they went, yeah, we don't have a studio audience for this. So, you know, just do your thing. And you learn to do that. As a, as a performer, there, there is a technique to doing that. You learn to just act and basically do that. And it's a throwback to that. Um, and then it's also a throwback because over the years, people have been doing these longer and longer, you know, one-person show extravaganzas. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, had, I was doing like an hour and a half. And then, then they said, well, if you're doing a festival, it's only 75 minutes. Well, now this is like a throwback to the clubs where you need a hot 20. Because this uh, oh, stage yeah. platform, yeah. you do like 30 minutes. Maybe you have leeway 40, but you don't do a long show. You do a tight show. And then he's incorporating stuff because, you know, 
he draws as well. He's also a graphic artist, so he does. He has all these sketches and drawings of famous people. He's everyone he's been. <laughs> and, you know, like his but famous people I've known and been. So he's incorporating real stories from his life about meeting people, the impressions, and the drawings. Because he's like, well, we can make this visual. We can do all kinds of things with this. Let's really use the technology. You know, it's kind of interesting. I was just thinking in my own head, because I do a couple of impressions myself, nowhere near the level of Rich Little. But when when I would do them in front of, uh, you know, we, well, the last time we were at Tropicana, we, uh, I don't know. I, I guess the, when we were over at the old Planet Hollywood, uh, which was uh, Aladdin back then, we we had 5,500 people in the audience. So, you know, right. that, that place only seats like 4,500. You had an extra 1,000 people show up. And when you did a, a joke or an impression there, then you got this massive laughter. I'm trying to think of doing an impression with no reaction. That's got to feel really weird. It's going to be weird. I mean, like I said, the, the crew and I will try to do our best to go, right. okay, let's like make this as if we're real. I mean, yeah, because when I think about playing like a little cabaret of 150 people versus huge place in South Dakota, what it was, fourteen hundred. Right. And the time I once did a, a state fair thing in Tulsa, Oklahoma, oh. never again. It was like five thousand people. It's like speak, wait for the echo, wait for the <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true, yeah. It's like, no, state fair outdoors, that was a nightmare. So yeah, you have a completely different timing depending on what space you're in. And a lot of performers that's where they're struggling with this, like what is what is this new space we're in where People are doing all kinds of things, dramatic things, comedic things, plays, readings of scripts, comedy shows, singing, and they're doing it in their living room or their kitchen with these setups, and then going, okay, well, it's my audience, but they're not, they're like, I do a big Q&A thing in my show, and I'm like, how the heck am I going to do that? So yeah. I went on Facebook yeah. and said, post your questions here, and I wrote them down on a little cards and then read them off like in the show. <laughs> well, that makes total sense to me. I, I, look, I think it's a great idea. I think as time goes by, it'll probably, since it's going to be used a year, year and a half, maybe even two years, who knows. But eventually, some people might want to say, you know what, I don't feel like leaving the house anymore. I'm just going to do my show from the basement for the rest of my life. A so, lot of people are enjoying it. And yeah. some people watch it. Well, for people watching, and I think Rich's show is like, it's on stageit.com, by the way. And, and like half the world is on stage. If you go to this website, stageit.com, be amazed. There's all sorts of musical acts. It started kind of a thing for musicians. They'd say, well, I got a CD coming out. I'm going to play right. acoustically, like a song. But now it's like exploding. Everybody's on it. But yeah, for the fans, it's like 15 bucks. So you're not driving there, the parking, the $35, $40 or whatever, the two-drink minimum. You're like, well, now I'm in my pajamas with a beer on the sofa. This, you know, it's a hell of a deal. <laughs> no, it absolutely is. It's a, it's a hell of a deal. I, I love the idea. On October 15th, Allison takes on the role of director as legendary impressionist Rich Little follows her example and takes his show on the road digitally with Rich Little virtually speaking. It is uh, October, Thursday, October 15th, a week from Thursday. Uh, it is uh, 7.30 Central Time, where we're located, as a matter of fact, from a non... I like this. Where? From a non-disclosed socially distanced location in Las Vegas. <laughs> he's in the bunker. It's he's in right? the bunker. Where is he hiding? We're hiding him. But, yeah, no, he's, he's got a hell of a tech team, so it's going to look really good. It's going to look nice, too. Well, I'll tell you what, too. You're not going to be able to see Rich Little do his act for $15 ever again. That's a hell of a price. That's yeah, not, hello, right? That's not And then bad. I'm doing my show on the 29th. I'm back on, on the screen on... Uh, the 29th was Nellie's Scary Prairie. We'll have a little Halloween thing oh, God, going I, on. I love so, yeah, Halloween. So, get stage it again. 
We'll get it done. Allison, stay in touch. I'd like to hear how it all goes. That'd be wonderful. Okay, yeah. No, I should come back on after because there are tons of stuff going on. It's crazy. I mean, I'm on Facebook Live reading uh, Little House on the Prairie books every day. We're finding things to do, me and all my performing <laughs> friends. Are what weird things can we do on yes. the Internet to, like, make this exciting? I understand completely. There's no question about it. I do understand completely. Allison, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You, too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Allison Arngrim, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, TheRichLittle.com. It's TheRichLittle.com. We'll take a break. Be right back. Uh, what were you going to Alex, you were going to do something? You were going to do, who's going to do something? Oh, Devin I You got the deal. Yep. I got, yeah. We're going to figure out why I had uh, my first anxiety attack as a grown man. He had not had another Uh-oh. one because he, he's, when he sat down today, he looked at me and said, what's up, Negro? And I went, wait a minute. What? He did? Yeah. It's did typical. you really? <laughs> 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 you know, no, I did not. I didn't think so. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Okay. Yeah, here goes mom coughing up a lung. Here's the lysol. Coughing up a lung down there. That's real nice, honey. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Tevin Pittman is here. He will no longer allow you to call an African American. Tevin Mm talking. He's black. Is that why you had an anxiety attack? No. So. (laughs) No. It was close though. No, I was uh, going to see my mom in Hutchinson, Minnesota. This was like. Kind of right after quarantine. I love got done. That's a great time. And oh yeah, great place. It and is. there's I don't even know what town it is that's in between here in Hutchinson, like Alexandria. I don't know. No, some not town, Alexandria. Some town in between. Don't here look and at there. me. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so like I get through, and like there starts right to be like between. huge like Trump 2020 billboards, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, here whatever. we are. <laughs> like it just puts you in a weird mood, like seeing these huge like billboards. And so I'm going, and oh, preface this. I during quarantine the tabs on my car expired and I was like not going you were to a target. I was I'm like I'm not going <laughs> to like re up on these because I was like I don't mind like I'm unemployed when I'm not driving anywhere so that's the only we'll, thing I've ever gotten a right. ticket for. We'll figure this out after COVID like uh, lockdown. Right. Well, you right? couldn't anyway. Well, expired tabs is revenue for the state, so they yeah. don't want you. To, oh yeah. You know, and so I forget forget that my tabs are expired and so like whatever driving and there's a cop at the opposite of this intersection. Stop. In Hutchinson? Yeah, like on my way to Hutchinson, so just a little bit yeah. before Hutchinson. And uh, so I like go through this stop sign, and he like they like sat there and keep driving. I'm probably like a quarter of a mile away, and I see like that they didn't turn behind me, so okay, everything's good. Then I notice that this like black SUV 
like now is following me. I'm I like, hate I when think... all of a sudden like you think you're in the clear and then it's like <laughs> yep. And I'm like, and like the lights weren't on, they weren't like speeding. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the police. And I'm like, I'm gonna pull into this gas station and let or the them Russian just keep mafia. right and let them keep going and then we'll sort this out. Might have been the mafia. So I like pull into the gas station. I get out to like get gas and like they pull up like right behind me, lights on. Like as I'm getting out of my car, I just Jeez. hear over the loudspeaker like, "Get in the car! Get in the car!" What? Oh I was my like, god! I was like, oh Jesus! Like I like put my hands in the air. And, like, yeah, sat like, back uh... down. Was this like 1958? <laughs> right. Yeah. What? And so they like one officer and my door <laughs> is still open because I was like in the process of getting out. And so like they whatever come to the door like, do you know why we pulled you? I'm like, no. Like and then like all oh, tabs like, oh shoot, that's right. They and so they yelled at you through the loudspeaker about tabs. Yeah, and so to get I'm in like, the car because so of your tabs. Yeah, I had sirens. That, so, yeah, I had so sirens I'm like and lights there, about like tabs once. Still calm, yeah. and he goes, "Hey, do you have your license, registration, all that?" I'm like, "Cool, no problem, got it." Open up like my glove box, grab my registration, give it to him. He's like, "Like looking for my ID," and usually I leave it in my gym bag, but I forgot I like took my gym bag into my yeah. apartment, so A now I don't have my ID. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I don't have my ID. Like I start like shaking, like, "Is he gonna like?" And then I'm like frantically like looking through all and the other bags. And now you're looking suspicious. Yeah, I'm like frantically yeah. Like, yeah. looking through all my other exactly. bags. Like, oh, maybe I put it in a pocket. And then I yeah. realize like as I'm going through like glove boxes, center councils, I'm like. He could think that I'm like looking for a gun. Oh god! And I'm like freaking out even god. more. Oh god! <laughs> like, like finally, the officer's just like Tevin. Like, deep what the breath. hell is your problem? Deep breath. I'm like, no, no. Like I was just. At the... <laughs> so I remember I took out like my checkbook. I was like, well, here's a checkbook with my name on it, so you know. This is proof of something. I have somebody. This is something, and like, yeah. So like the other officer is like looking through my back window and I had a bunch of like yard oh, no. games oh, and he yeah. was like now trying to like talk to me about these yard games and I'm like no 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 I'm like having an anxiety attack or... game right yeah. now. I'm having so... an anxiety attack right now. Leave me alone. I will say the one time well the two times I've ever been pulled over the first time I was like probably 19 and the you know they turned the lights on so I pulled into a gas station and after they got done giving me a I think they gave me a ticket. I don't even remember what it was. But they said, oh, by the way, don't pull into a gas station because we think you're going to lead us into an ambush. Ooh. Have a nice day. So <laughs> let's not do that. Okay, yeah. note to self. An ambush? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, technically, like, you know. What? I remember being pulled over for tabs, and they said to not move my hands and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't um, like that. What I'm guessing happens is... I've been may- pulled over for tabs twice. Because they were stolen. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah, that's right. Lot. Yeah, people take yeah. a little sticker. Yeah, they take a little sticker. You're supposed to cut your NX and then yeah. prevent yep. that. I have done that since. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I I was pulled over by a very mean cop once. He was really active. Was like it I, Officer Dave? Was I, I, like I was a serial killer that everybody knew about. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Are you, Are you Catherine the Strangler? <laughs> I know, exactly. Catherine yeah. the Strangler. Strangler. I'm like, are yes. five foot nine redheads a target right. now? I don't know what's happening. No, you <laughs> are. Anyone could have a gun, technically. That yeah. Very true, true very true. But And one time, you know, it was just kind of like a joking, jovial. I'm guessing that what happens is a cop is having, you know, maybe had a gun. Yeah. Right. Pull, you know, like right. pulled over somebody and, and they had a bad person that they pulled over right. and yeah. now and they're the best, like acting weird. The best part is that he goes, like, well, what, well, like, 
you're from Minneapolis. Like, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, oh, like going to see my mom. And because she lives in Broughton, Minnesota, so it's a small town. She's like, oh, well, what's your mom's name? Like thinking like maybe I know her of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so my mom's last name is Tansetter because she got remarried. And so it's like not my last name. So I say that. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, well, her last name is different. I'm like, so I'm trying to explain to him the life history of my family. And he's like, Tevin, nope. Uh, it's fine. That's fine. No. He's like, no. He's like, we're just going to go run this. He comes back and he's like. Hey, I'm just gonna let you off with a warning. Like, just get your tabs figured out. They like, probably got in the car and like, we cannot give this kid a ticket. No. So He'll start crying. The great officers out there, very nice. And like, probably did not mean to terrify me, but I was like, I'm a grown man. I'm like, I'm good under pressure, and now I'm having an anxiety attack. Thank you, 2020. Every, Thank you, I used to get pulled over quite a bit. No, <laughs> not like, you. That's where I get. That's where I get it from. I used to get pulled over all the time on that stupid 94 corridor out to Rogers because oh. everybody's going. Yeah. 90. Yeah. If you don't go 90, you're going to be run over. Yep. So yeah. it's like you just start going 90 That's all the time. Area. So I was yep. constantly being pulled over for speeding. And I swear to God, every time I'm like, oh, 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 do I have guns? Do I have heroin? What is happening? I might have forgotten about the machine I gun. I swear to God, I oh my lose God. my mind. Like I've done something horribly <laughs> no. wrong no. and they've just figured it out. I feel too. One yeah. time I had a little bit of weed in my glove compartment because what? I was making him pot cookies. Well, <laughs> my whole like Whoops. knowledge of this family has been a lie. I've never yeah. done no. <laughs> it's I've, all been a lie. Hand to God, I've never done a drug in my life. But I had marijuana in my glove compartment because I was bringing it home because Dan and I were gonna make oh, dad God. weed cookies. Uh, it's not, it's not yours. You're holding it for a friend. And I was like the whole ride also. home. I was like. <laughs> Like, oh I'm riding dirty. Yeah. Riding dirty, <laughs> baby. Oh I was my like, gosh. I don't know what. That is amazing. Yeah, I was like, if I had been pulled over, I just would. I would have absolutely also, freaked the ass. This confirms. This confirms my previous impression of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> that when like earned the first segment when you said that's not how you talk. That's what now you have weed in your pocket. So <laughs> that's right. It was in the club compartment, and I was making Some weed cookies for my father. Were you prepared to like throw it out the window and run, or like I don't swallow know what I swallow it? Do. Yeah. I don't know. Even <laughs> even when if I go to the liquor store, I'm like, okay, it can't be in the back seat of the front no, seat. No, that's right? what I do. It has to be in a locked yeah. trunk. I'm I know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm Dad, just... like, if we have wine, and he's like, oh, bring it home. And I'm like, it has to be in the trunk, wrapped in bubble wrap. I got pulled over once with alcohol in, like, my front seat, like, clo- like closed See? bottle. And, like, I yeah. didn't realize, like, that was, and I got pulled over at, like, midnight. I was on my way home from work. And what do you the mean? off clothes bottle like a new bottle like a new bottle re- like it was like from the store oh. and it was like there yeah. and so like the officer like sees it and he's like hey you should and i got pulled over for not using my blinker to switch lanes on the freeway type of thing it okay. was very suspicious he goes like <laughs> he's like oh those that's alcohol and i was like oh like it's sealed like it's not open yeah and he's like doesn't count and he's like you could doesn't you matter could take your teeth you and could, rip right. that thing off. you he's could like, be drinking that thing in five seconds he's like I, he's like well it can't be in the front seat so i like, grabbed it and just put oh, it in the back okay. seat I'm yeah. like, okay problem solved and he's like no i really think you should put that in the trunk and i was like mm, i'm not getting out and opening my trunk not that there's anything in there but like you can leave and then i'll put it in the trunk like leave me alone yeah. Really? Well, we got Don't one minute it. left, and we have Polly on the phone. And I hope it works, because it's a new computer. Hello? Oh, you're taking my call? It works. Are you kidding me? You're taking my call. Yeah, we've been having yeah. trouble we, we with put, our... I just yeah. had to replace the uh, Skype computer today, actually. Exactly. What's uh, that? I just got to say, if, if I'm not gay yet, but if I uh, haven't keep staying on the show, I might turn... 
Oh, well, we just cut a fine figure. I don't think there's any questions about yeah, that. The reason I was... Thank you, I think. I was, yeah, I was going to say thank you. That's how that works. I mean, that's flattering. He goes, thank you, I I'm too sexy for this podcast. You know who can reel the, the game in? And that's eventually. Tevin right there. He's He's a handsome man. Oh, hey, I was hell. I was calling about um I, I I know you want the achievement stuff, Tommy. Yes. And uh, you know what I call you? I'm usually pretty hammered, right? No, I did not and, know. Uh, I didn't know you were hammered when you called. Was, that makes yes. me feel a lot better, a lot worse about you giving me a <laughs> how handsome you are. Of course, he's I was finally, drunk when I hey, started. Just be the whiskey talking. The weird decisions but... when you make the weird decisions when you're. Uh, Drinking, you know. <laughs> I understand completely. Moving forward, <laughs> Eddie, who? <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, I got a DUI back in February, and um, I'm supposed to go to treatment. And I called the the treatment place or whatever. You know, they give you an assessment, this that. I told them I was dishonest with them. I said I think I need the inpatient treatment. Right. And they and they agreed. Um. Sort of, <laughs> I guess. I've been, this would be my third time going inpatient. Okay. And I was just wondering what your experience was. Cause I remember when, back when you had uh, troubles with that. I was just wondering what your experience was with that and okay. what you thought about it afterwards. Well, I was never inpatient uh, anywhere. And I, I went through AA twice. And both times they told me, you don't have a drinking problem. You have emotional problems, <laughs> is what they, they told me. <laughs> oh, listen to my son. Oh, they, were they wrong? What? Were they? No. Mm. Boy, well, look at the time. Thanks for calling. I like how you admit it on the podcast but when we're speaking. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that never happened. It's a personal attack unless what you, you say it. What about? Paulie, look what you did to me now. Look what you did to me today. Way to go. Now my family's turning on me. No. no, but anyway, um, well, I, I actually like I it a lot. About, yeah. I was wondering about, um, they put me on antidepressants, mm-hmm. and I think they did more harm than good. Yeah, antidepressants would not be good for me they, either. They, Especially if you keep drinking. They me off more than they help me. I understand. <laughs> yep, I understand. Yeah, there's so many of them, and it's hard to get the dose down, the... <clears throat> Proper drug well, down the combination. And it's, alcohol mm-hmm. and antidepressants aren't good. All right, so it's when are you going mix. in, Polly? Uh, next Tuesday is when I... I was supposed to start this outpatient thing. Yeah. So you sit at home and do this over Zoom or whatever. Right. I'm oh, like, God. This isn't going to freaking work. No. Zoom, yeah. you no, got to be in person with these with this stuff. and. Uh, yeah. It's just so frustrating. Okay. I don't know. We'll I, just, I want again. help, and I just don't know what to do. So, um, well, I don't know. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to call call in uh, later in the week before you go in, and we'll talk about that. We'll set aside the 10-minute segment to talk to you about that. All right? All right. I need it, to give me a call. I think you've got my number. <laughs> it will It will work, Paulie. Seriously, it definitely will. We'll talk about it. Sir, we'll have a special Paulie goes to spin dry segment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that washing machine I got in this old ass house living there, it starts to come upstairs and try to kill me. All right. Dun, 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 Call dun, me dun, later dun. in the week, Paulie. We'll have a whole segment, all right? Oh, Jesus. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Paulie calling in. We'll have him on later in the week. We'll take a break here. Be back with hour two.